All right, so you know, I guess we'll just uh, give a little bit of an introduction um, for learning over here. So there's really, there's really, I would say three, three milas, three, uh, three, three important things to uh, that we can accomplish by learning the Rambam, Hilchas Beis Abachir, the laws of the Beis Hamikdash. First of all, first of all, Tyra. Okay, it's always good to learn. Number one, specifically to learn during the day. You know to sometimes get even for a few minutes to get the heads out of the clouds you know what i mean and to get some fresh air it's a good thing so that's learning number one number two specifically learning about the base of mikdash creates a certain desire and longing for the base of mikdash and that's this time of year we have to be thinking about Gula, thinking about mishnah so that certainly is is important but there's another aspect specific to this type of learning which is the following you know when after the first base of Migdash was built by Shlomo and eventually was destroyed, when Klal Yisrael went into Golis after the destruction of the first base of Migdash, so Yicheskel Hanavi, he was already in Golis, he had a prophecy at that time of the third base of Migdash, and all the dimensions and all the, the layout and the structure of the third base of Migdash. So there's a Medrash that says that when Yicheskel got that Nevoah at the third base of Migdash, so he asked Hashem, he said, what's the tachlis of me receiving this prophecy right now of the third base of Migdash? There's no base of Migdash right now. What's the tachlis of, uh, why, why should I learn about this sugya of the base of Migdash? So Hashem responded to Yechezkel by saying that even though the physical base of Migdash is no longer around, but why should, why should, why should there not be a base of Migdash in Tyre? In other words, the way that Achrenim explained is that there's something unique to learning the halachas of the Beis Hamikdash, is that besides the fact that it's learning, and besides the fact that it deepens our connection to Mashiach and to Geula, that we should be able to answer that question after 120: Did you look for Mashiach? Did you look towards Mashiach? We should be able to answer yes. The Chazal say that from that medrash, it's also clear that by learning the halachas of the Beis Hamikdash, it's as if the Beis Hamikdash is being built. So there's a, as we'll see in a second, there's a mitzvah on Klai Yisrael to build a Beis HaMikdash. If you can't physically fulfill that, because there's no actual Beis HaMikdash, you actually fulfill that mitzvah by learning about it. And that's what Hashem was saying to Yechazkel Anavi, you don't have a physical Beis HaMikdash, but if you learn about it, that's called having a Beis HaMikdash too. And so that's Mamash a way of fulfilling the mitzvah. So with that in mind, let's, uh, let's begin. So this is the beginning of the Rambam, Hilchas Beis HaMikdash. So uh, the Rambam begins like this: Mitzvah There is a positive mitzvah, it's one of the six routine to build a house for Hashem. And there's a mitzvah to build a house for Hashem, and the definition of this house. What what does it mean that it's for Hashem? So it means that that it should be built in such a way that it's able that karbanas can be brought in it. And also it should be built in such a way that people will be able to visit it three times a year on Yantiv. So you have a structure that is a, that, that, that's workable for karbanas, that karbanas can be brought there. And also it's a place that uh, we can go to the Eula Regal. That's officially called the house for Hashem. And that's the mitzvah. Shinemar says the Ramam, the Pasuk says, Vasali Mikdash, that you should make for me a base of Mikdash. And what does this mikdash look like? So now the Ramam goes on to talk about all the different, uh, it, it, you know, um, different versions and different uh, 
uh, uh, uh, ideations of, of what the Mishkan, of what the Mikdash was. So the first type of Mikdash that we ever had was built by Moshe Rabbeinu in the desert. It says the Rambam, what does it look like in all of its structures? So you look in Chumash and Parshas, uh, Parshas Chuma, Tetzav, and so on. That's where you'll find about the Mishkan and Moshe made. It says the Rambam, and that Mishkan that Moshe made, although it was fulfilling this mitzvah of making a house for Hashem, but it was only temporary. As the Pasuk itself says, that, that Moshe Rabbeinu told us that we didn't make it to our final destination yet. So even if we have a Mishkan, it's not going to be the final, the final destination. Says the Ramam Halacha Beis. Fine. So the Mishkan of Moshe Rabbeinu took us till Eretz Yisrael. Says the Ramam, Once we got to Eretz Yisrael, Emidu HaMishkan, the Gilgal, Al Arba Esri Shana, Shekib Shev Shechilku. So says the Ram, we got to Eretz Yisrael. For the next 14 years, a little bit of history, for the next 14 years, Kali Yisrael were conquering and arranging and, and dividing up the land of Eretz Yisrael. So the next 14 years. So says the Ram, during those 14 years, the Mishkan uh, that Maisha Rabbeinu made was erected in the place of Gilgal, a certain place called Gilgal. In that place, that's where the Mishkan stood for the next 14 years. Again, also temporary because we didn't make it to our final destination. Umisham, from Gilgal after 14 years of conquering and dividing up the land, Bola Shiloh. So then they went to the place called Shiloh, which you can visit there's a show where they, they know where the place of the Mishkan was in Shiloh. Ubanu Sham, it says the Ram over here, there was a little bit of an upgrade, a little bit closer to being permanent. Ubanu Sham over here the Mishkan was now built out of stone. We know that the Mishkan of Maishar Benu and also the Mishkan of those first 14 years in Eretz Yisrael, it wasn't made of stone, it didn't have a solid foundation, it was just uh, curtains and so on, mamish, mamish movable. But once they got to Shiloh, they began to make it more permanent. It still wasn't permanent forever, that's until you get to Mishalayim, but it was a little bit more permanent than the Mishkan of Moshe Rabbein. So the walls and the foundation were of stone, but the, 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 the roof was still made of curtain. There was no proper roof yet. So the walls and the foundation was stone, but the top was still curtains like it was in the old Mishkan of Maisha. And how long was it in Shiloh? So it's amazing. Rambam says, Mishkan Shiloh. The Mishkan in Shiloh was for 369 years. So it's a long time. But there, even for those hundreds of years, it was, it was uh, semi-permanent, but not 100% permanent. When Eli, Eli was the Kohen Gadol, he was the Rebbe of Shmuel Hanavi. So when, Shmuel, when Eli died, Kharav, that was the end of Mishkan Shiloh. Mishkan Shiloh was destroyed. There's a whole story in Sefer Shmuel to explain why Mishkan Shiloh ended. There was a time, there was a war between Paisro and the Plishtim, and the Jewish people took the Aram out of the Mishkan to go into war against the Plishtim, and the Aram was captured. Once the army was captured, then that was basically the end of Mishkan Shiva. And that was the same day that, that Eli Cohen died. So that was the end of Mishkan Shiva for 369 years. Ubo, and then after that, we, we got back the Aron a little bit later. Bo Naiv. So then the Aron was brought to the city of Naiv. Ubanosham Mikdash, and they built a Mikdash over there. Again, also semi-permanent, but not 100%. And this Mishkan in Naiv existed throughout the lifetime of Shmuel Hanavi. 
when Shmuel died, Chara, that Mishkan uh, was also, uh, you know, taken down. And then it went from Naif, it went to Givain. And over there, they built they built the Mikdash around the Aram in Givain. Now, it's in the Ram doesn't say how long it was by Givain. And from Givain, it finally went to Yushalayim. So it made all these steps. So again, obviously, the Mishkan, the Mikdash, the centerpiece is the Aram. So it starts off by Meshav in the desert, then it goes to Gilgal for 14 years, then it goes to Shiloh for 369 years, and then it goes to Nov, and from Nov it goes to Givon, and from Givon it finally goes to Rishalayim. The main Nov and Givon says the Rambam, and how long was it in the place of Nov and Givon? Sheva v'chaymishim shana 57 years. We, again, it, it, it seems like we don't know exactly the breakdown of how many years in Nov, Versus how many years in Givon, but altogether, Nov and Givon, that stop was for 57 years. Okay, that's the history. Says the Ramam, after all these years, finally, when it gets to Mishalayim, so now Yushalayim is now defined as the permanent dwelling place. And And once it gets to Mishalayim, now any other location is now puzzles, now uh, no good. For building the Mishkan. So in other words, what Ram is describing is that until it got to Yushalayim, there was no specific location for where the base Midrash has to be. Wherever Yidnar, you build the Bayis for Hashem to bring Karbanis and so on, you're good to go. And that's what Ram was telling us. And it kept on traveling, moving from place to place, whatever the center of uh, Kal Yisrael was, that was the place of the Mishkan. But once he got to Yushalayim, Yushalayim was now chosen and to the exclusion of anywhere else. And the only place for all eternity that can be a place for the Beis Hamikdash is only Yerushalayim, and within Yerushalayim, Bahara Maria Shetar. Specifically, the Har Maria, the Har Bayis, that has within Yerushalayim. That uh, that's the place that has to be for the Beis Hamikdash. Says the Ramah, how do I know this? Shemar, because again, with the original pasuk that the Ramam quoted for the source of this whole idea of building a Beis Hamikdash doesn't say where it just says Asli Mikdash. But now says the Rambam, this is a tradition that once you got to Yerushalayim, that becomes the place. Shinamar. So it says in pasuk the Yomer David that David, we know that David didn't build the Beis Hamikdash per se, but David did do a few things. He was the one to to bring the Aram to Yerushalayim. He was the one to. Uh, to um, to collect funds for eventually building the base of Midrash, and he was also the one that made the foundation for the base of Midrash. So once David did that, but Yomer David, so David says, "Zehu bayis Hashem This is the place for the house of Hashem. The Zem is Yisrael. This is going to be where the Mizbech is going to be for Kal Yisrael. In other words, what David Melch is saying is not just this is going to be it. This is going to be it forever. And the passage continues. Hashem says, this is my place of resting forever. So this is what the Ram is describing over here, is that there's a, a major transition that takes place from what the Mikdash or Mishkan was pre-Yerushalayim to post-Yerushalayim. Pre-Yerushalayim was by its very definition impermanent, and it could be moving from place to place. Once it gets to Yerushalayim, it becomes permanent. So... Maybe just to explain for a few minutes why, and it's an important point, why this change? Like, what is it about? Was it just like um, like a coincidence or whatever that it gets to Yerushalayim now it's like stuck, can't go anywhere else? What's the fundamental difference between 
what the Mishkan was pre-Yushalayim versus what it is after Yushalayim. So here's, here's the, the essential point. When the Ramam described what the Mikdash is, to define it, the Ramam said that what the Mishkan is, what the Mikdash is, it's a house designated for Hashem. What does it mean, a house designated for Hashem? So the Ramam says it means a house that's designated for the service of Hashem. A house that's there to bring Rabbanis, a house that's there to allow us to be Euler It's a house that's de- designated for the service of Hashem. That was the definition of the Mikdash until Yerushalayim. And because the definition is a house that's there for the purposes of serving Hashem, okay, so if you go wherever, wherever you need it, that's where you can go. So right now, you're in the Midbar, put in the Midbar. You're now in Gilgal, put it in Gilgal. You're in the Shiloh, put it in Shiloh. Once you get to Yerushalayim, then the, the actual definition of the Bikdash changes from being a house that's there to serve Hashem. Rather, it moves to being a house of Hashem. The Rambam in Hilchas Malachim, the laws of kings, all the way at the end of Mishnah Torah, the Rambam says, you don't have this in front of you, but the Rambam says the following language. He says that once Klai Yisrael got to Eretz Yisrael, then now a new dimension of this mitzvah, building a base mitzvah, kicks in. And the Rambam says that once you got to Eretz Yisrael and you have a king and you took care of a mullik and so on, now there's a mitzvah of building what's called a base habachir. It's interesting. The Rambam over here, the whole section over here is called Hilchas Beis Habachir. But when the Rambam first introduces these halachas, he says there's a mitzvah to build a house for the service of Hashem, and he doesn't call it a base habachir. The first time we find the temple being described as a base habachira, a house of a house that has been chosen, that's in Yerushalayim. Yerushalayim is when it becomes a base habachira because a base habachira means not a place from which you serve Hashem. A base habachira means a place that Hashem has chosen to live in. And so once Hashem has chosen this location for his residence, any decision Hashem makes is forever. Things that we do are by their very definition temporary. So when we're building a base of Mikdash, there's two types of base of Mikdashes. And so there's, there's a lower level base of Mikdash, which is something that fundamentally we are doing, which is that we're building a house to serve Hashem. And because it's fundamentally something that's it's, it's for us, it's for our service of Hashem, so it's temporary and doesn't have to be in one specific location. Wherever we need it, it goes with us. But once we got to Shalayim, then a higher level and a deeper dimension of Mikdash kicks in, where it's no longer a place that is for us to serve Hashem in, and it's not something that we are choosing. Rather, it's a house that Hashem is choosing to dwell in. And we are just, uh, we're just arranging a space for the Rabbanu Shalom to choose. And once the Rabbanu Shalom makes that choice, now it's something that he's doing. Once it's something that Hashem is doing, it's forever. And so this is the major shift between pre-Yushalayim and post-Yushalayim. That's why the Rambam is giving us this whole history lesson. Why is Rambam doing this? It's because the Rambam is trying to describe what does it mean a Mikdash pre-Yushalayim versus a Mikdash post-Yushalayim. It's not just a historical phenomenon or a coincidence that once you get to Yushalayim, set in stone forever. That's that's reflective of a major shift. So in other words, what is the Beis HaMikdash? Is the Beis HaMikdash a place that we build in order to bring Kabbanis, in order to serve Hashem properly, in order for Klai Yisrael to be centrally 
centralized and so on. That was the definition until Yerushalayim. Once you get to Yerushalayim, that's no longer the definition. That's true. It is a place for Karbanis and so on, but it's a much deeper significance. Once you get to Yerushalayim, the definition of Besamekdash is a place that the Rabbanu Shalom has chosen to, to, to be a place for his presence, for his shchina in the world. And it becomes something that's mitzidah, it becomes a structure that's fundamentally the Rabbanu Shalom's uh, decision and building as opposed to our decision and our building. And because of that, it takes on a, a permanency. This is why when, you know, when we talk about the third base of English and the Sheikh coming, so there's always this, this struggle, this tension of, are we bringing Mashiach? Are we supposed to be pushing? On the other hand, we're sort of waiting for Hashem to do it. There's this sort of like um, strange dynamic. Why is it that for uh, the third base of English to be built and for the base of English to be built, it has to come from such a dynamic of us doing, but also remaining passive? The answer is, is because that's what the base of English is. The base of English is, in its, in its fullest sense, is a combination of these two elements. It's a place in which we can say, this is something that we built to serve Hashem. But it's also at the same time, a place that we have to say, Hashem has chosen for his, for his residence. So because the Beis has to be these two components, both pre-Yushalim and post-Yushalim, that's why to bring Mashiach and to build the Beis it has this, these, two, uh, these two elements to it. So we'll just do maybe one more halacha. So halacha dalit, now the Rambam says, okay, so that's, the, that's what the Beis is. It says the Rambam, halacha dalit, kivan shabana shleima, uh, I'm sorry, binyan shabana shleima. Now, the actual structure the Besamekdash that Shlomo Hamel built, its dimensions, its height, and so on. So the Ram says, I don't have to tell you, uh, I don't have to describe for you the Besamekdash of Shlomo Hamel. It's in Sefer Malach, and you look, you'll see. The Chain Binin Ha'asid Ibanis, also the third Besamekdash, I'm also not going to tell you about the third Besamekdash, says the Rambam, because even though it's described in Sefer Yechesko, it's not clear. It's not clear in Sefer Yecheskel, even though it's written over there, it's very, very unclear. So the first base of Middash I'm not going to talk about, because it's, 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 you just read, read Sefer Malachim and you'll know. The third base of Middash I'm not going to talk about, because we don't really know, we don't really have a good understanding of what, what the structure is going to look like. What I am going to talk about is the second base of Middash. The Anshay Bayesheni, so says the Rambam, the second base of Middash, the people that built it, Kishavanu, the May Ezra, when they built it during the times of Ezra, after, uh, you know, when they came back from Bavel, Banu Kibinyan Shleima. So they modeled it after the first base of Megdash. And also uh, making it similar to at least the things that are very clear in Sefer Yechesko about the third base of Megdash. So the second base of Megdash was interesting. It was modeled after the first and third. And says the Ramam, that's going to be the base of Megdash I'm going to be describing to you. And this is something going back to what I said in the beginning that the Mepharshim deal with is like, what? Like, why is the Rambam focusing on the second base of Migdash? Like, it's not practical anymore. We don't have the second base of Migdash. And, and what we need to know is the third base of Migdash. And the Rambam says, I'm like, I, I have a hard time explaining it because it's not so clear. So the answer is, is because just by learning about a base of Migdash, even if it's the second, then that structure physically will never be again. But just learning about a base of Migdash already fills the mitzvah of building the Beis So by us, again, continuing and, and learning about the, the Indian of the Beis not only is it Torah, not only is it 
connecting us to, uh, to Mashiach, but it's also Mamish fulfilling the mitzvah of building a base of English. That's the base of English is a combination of something that we do plus something that the Rabbana Shalom is doing. And, that, uh, and that's why the base of English is a place where Klai Yisrael and the Rabbana Shalom come together. So now, so in other words, in the base of English, that's a place of Yichah, that's a place of oneness between Klai Yisrael and the Rabbana Shalom. And therefore, even halachically, the building of the Beis HaMikdash also has these two components. On the one hand, it's something that we do. On the other hand, it's something that the Rabbana Shalom is doing. Because that's what the Beis HaMikdash is. It's a place in which heaven and earth come together. It's a place in which the Rabbana Shalom and Klai Yisrael come together. And therefore, the building of the Beis HaMikdash has these two, these two components. An element of a structure that we're building to serve Hashem. And an element of a structure that the Rabbana Shalom has chosen to reside. These are the two components of what Beis HaMikdash is. Okay? Very good. I guess next time we'll uh, we'll go by turn. We'll begin to uh, to learn about the structure itself. Okay. I'm, I was I was not I'm like really trying to keep it to 150. You know, people have meetings and so on. So uh, 152. Okay. So be my phone. Okay. Yes, everybody. Good. Pleasure. Have an amazing day. Yes,